Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossin, here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, May the 29th, and my mission as MLA for you is to represent the people of Cumberland North. I'm an independent MLA, and I work for you, the people. Building on a foundation that is truth and justice, determination and dedication, honesty, and being servant leader and empowering all people. Together, you and I build on the strength of our veterans and stand firm with the pillars of excellence in healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our Mother Earth, and entrepreneurship and the economy. We embrace our diversity, our differences, and celebrate our history and the arts and culture of all of our people. What an incredible weekend that we just had. I spent most of it outside toiling in the soil. Gardening really has so many analogies for life. As I was pruning the rose bushes so they will grow and blossom beautifully this summer, I pricked my finger with a thorn, and it was painful and bled like a bugger. And now I'm left with a bruise, and life is kind of like that. If we want to truly blossom and become all that we are meant to be, we sometimes get stuck with thorns, and we sometimes even bleed. But without the pruning... And without removing the weeds of life, the messiness, we never reach our fullest potential, our full beauty. So keep gardening. Keep pulling out the weeds in life. Keep removing the messy stuff that gets in the way of achieving your best self. And remember, we are all a work in progress. Of course, what's on the minds of a lot of people right now today on Monday are the wildfires that's happening right now here in our province of Nova Scotia, uh, outside of Halifax in the Tantallon area. Last night when I went to bed, there were reports of over 10 homes that had been burnt to the ground, and of course hundreds of people have been evacuated from their homes. There's also a large forest fire in the Shelburne area. So today we are praying for rain and uh, also praying for the safety of all of our people and thankful for all of the first responders and all of the firefighters that are currently fighting those blazes. Last week, I returned from a family trip to Nashville, Tennessee. Two of my siblings and I and our partners took my father as well as his partner to Nashville to celebrate his 80th birthday, and it was spectacular. While there, we met several people from New Brunswick, from Prince Edward Island, and from right here in Nova Scotia. The music was spectacular. It makes me want to do more right here at home with developing all the musical talents that we have here locally. So I have a question for you today. Do you have any ideas how we could be doing more here, right here in Cumberland County, musically? We could plan a music festival, open a music hall, record local music and local musicians' songs. Let me know if you have any ideas, and I would love to help you develop them. On Friday night, right here in Amherst, we heard lots of local musical talent from our very own Steve Wells, from Mike and Jan, and the band Second Toe. They were all performing at the fundraiser that the Rotary Club put on to raise money for projects like Camp Tidnish. Speaking of Rotary, I'm presenting at Rotary today. It's an annual presentation to Rotary members And I myself am proud to be a Rotarian. The mission of Rotary is service above self, which fits very nicely with my personal 
and professional life mission. So today, for my update, I'm going to share with you the presentation that I will be making to Rotary. The 2023-2024 priorities that I have as your MLA are continuing to build on the work that we've done to date and based on what I hear every day from local citizens. The main priorities that I have for myself and my team are around upholding democracy, healthcare, affordability, children and education, economy and entrepreneurship, maritime collaboration, the isthmus of Chignecto protection, and truth and justice for victims of sexual assault and intimate partner violence and family violence. There's numerous concerns that come into my office each and every day, whether it's through Facebook Messenger, phone, email, Twitter, and numerous other methods of communication. Most of the concerns coming in are around access to healthcare, lack of access to healthcare, problems with healthcare, no, like no ambulances, no family physicians, lack of nursing. I'm also hearing from people every day around the issue of lack of housing availability, uh, also hearing from businesses around the lack of labor force. Um, some constituents are having real challenges with finances, with personal finances, and of course the ongoing issue of roads in rural Nova Scotia and Cumberland County is no exception to that. And then every day we get a very uh, a large number of issues that come our way. Things like issues with Nova Scotia power or trees down or animals uh, on property. So uh, we're here to serve and we do our best to work with uh, our other partners, whether it's the municipalities or our member of parliament and the federal government, to try and find solutions for the residents of this area. We have accomplished a lot, and I certainly haven't done it on my own. It's been with the good help of my staff, as well as many residents and my advisory team. Thankfully, we did get the tolls removed for Cumberland County residents and all Nova Scotia residents after four years of pushing for that. In collaboration with the former Liberal government, we got the Pugwash Hospital uh, being built and it's scheduled to be finished in late August or early September. A focus in this area for over two years was the issues around COVID, the pandemic, and the border issues. Healthcare advocacy and finding solutions is a large focus and we have had several successes in that area, including getting in place the LPN program to be uh, available to all LPNs if they want to study to become a registered nurse. There were some barriers there that it was only eligible for LPNs that studied at NSCC. And here in Cumberland County, we have huge uh, amount of people that study in Moncton and uh, travel back and forth across the border, and they were not eligible for the same two-year program. A few other successes were getting a winter shelter put in place for those that are living unsheltered in our community, as well as working with several churches and getting comfort centers placed uh, in place for the winter. The Pugwash community is getting a daycare in the year ahead. Howard's Bridge is being replaced in Wallace. And next summer, there's going to be a new storm sewer placed in Pugwash so then the residents can get new sidewalks. So those are just a few of the highlights of some of the accomplishments that my staff and I have achieved. One of the issues at the forefront of all my work is democracy. Democracy is being threatened right here in Nova Scotia 
and we're seeing it actually throughout all of North America. I'm going to be doing a podcast this summer on democracy and shining a spotlight on why democracy is important and why you, the people, must be aware of some of the areas that is being weakened. Democracy focuses on liberty, on collaboration, on unity. True democracy is when people have their voices representative in government and it's represented by the person that they elected to office. And when that person is silenced, that is not true democracy. That is dictatorship. And we need to ensure that the move towards this is stopped before it gets worse. So that is certainly a topic that I'm going to be working on more in the months ahead and shining a light on true democracy. Back in January, I had put out a 16-point action plan that was come brought together by local healthcare professionals, by Allison Holtoff's family, as well as other people in collaboration. And many of the 16-point action plan items have been implemented by the provincial government. However, there still are many that need to be done. One of those is, includes, is number 11. That is to hire a professional recruitment firm to hire physicians and other healthcare professionals for here in Nova Scotia, including Cumberland County. And I did table a piece of legislation on this bill, 247. So last week I had two different meetings, which brings me some hope. And I want to share this with you. I had a meeting with a company that helps to recruit CCAs as well as registered nurses, and they want to work with our government to bring more CCAs and RNs to Nova Scotia. So I had a meeting with them and I've connected them with Nova Scotia Health, with the Department of Health, as well as the Department of Immigration. I also had a meeting with a company that exclusively recruits physicians. And for some reason, our government has not hired this company. Uh, The last time they worked for our government was back in 2013. They worked for the province, the government of Ontario, as well as the government of Newfoundland. So I'm going to arrange a meeting for them to come up here and meet with some local leaders to talk about how can we hire them to get results so that we can get more family physicians as well as psychiatrists here in Cumberland County. We've uh, we've had some work being done by some very uh, good local people. Uh, however, we're not getting the results that we need for you. Uh, there's too many people right now without access to a family physician, and it's only getting worse. Uh, just recently, I'm hearing about people in uh, Sackville area, who the physicians there who are leaving, and of course, many people living here in Cumberland County, uh, were going to some of those physicians. Uh, even myself, I had a physician, uh, Dr. Carolyn Johnson, she's an incredible family physician. I had her for several years and she's retired. And then just recently last week, I heard that Dr. Andrea Wall is is leaving. So it's, it's continuing uh, to leave more and more people without access to a family physician. So I am hopeful after having those two meetings last week, and I'll certainly be updating you on any progress that is made there. So with healthcare, there's always lots of work happening in healthcare. 
Recently, I've sent a letter to the Minister for Mental Health and Addictions asking him to come here to Cumberland County to meet with local leaders as well as law enforcement, RCMP, and paramedics to talk about how we can improve access to health care for those struggling with mental health and addictions. And I'll keep you updated on that as well. As I mentioned earlier, the Pugwash Hospital is going to be completed hopefully by the end of August or early September and some of the things that are being worked on here at the Cumberland Regional Healthcare Centre is a permanent dialysis unit as well as an expansion and renovation of the emergency room is currently being designed. The design plan is being done and hopefully that work will get started in the next year. I've had meetings uh, to implement a cancer care unit here at Cumberland Regional Hospital and had some good news last month after having a meeting with Cancer Care Nova Scotia that funding has been approved for a physician to provide oncology services as well as nurse for that. So they are currently working on recruiting for those positions and once that happens we'll be able to start administering systemic chemotherapy right here at Cumberland Regional so that will help reduce the need for so many people to travel to receive care after their cancer diagnosis. Of course, some of the concerns that I've shared with you in the past are around sort of the lack of consultation around decision-making that's happening with some very important issues, uh, specifically at Cumberland Regional issues uh, around the surgical unit, the fact that the surgical unit was basically closed down and completely revamped without any consultation with our surgeons or surgical nursing staff. And that is a concern that I have shared with the management of Nova Scotia Health, and the surgeons want their unit back. They want a surgical unit back at Cumberland Regional Hospital, and we will continue to advocate for that. Some other issues that are very important to the people of Cumberland North and really all Nova Scotia are issues around affordability. We have seen uh, the most significant increases in inflation uh, really in my lifetime, and it has really impacted affordability for many people. So because of that, I proposed two different pieces of legislation to help with that issue. So far, the government have not adopted the ideas, but I will continue to advocate for them because I do believe they they will help uh, the average everyday Nova Scotian. And one of those is uh, increasing the basic personal tax exemption. So that means you would pay less tax and be able to keep more of your hard-earned money. Also, the second piece of legislation was to end bracket creep. Every other province increases income tax brackets based on inflation or consumer price index, and Nova Scotia does not. So it means you are losing more and more of your money each and every year. Recently, I held a town hall meeting on education. There's uh, growing concerns from teachers and teaching staff around the increased violence that they're seeing from children. There's also no local voice as there continues to be no local school boards. And I am continuing to work with uh, teachers and with parents on this issue and we'll report more in days and weeks to come. Another issue that I work on on a regular basis is the issue of maritime collaboration. The maritime provinces are connected geographically and historically, and we have the potential to be national and global leaders in demonstrating how governments can work together for the betterment of all. 
Our populations are relatively small in comparison to other areas of the country. However, we've had a unique opportunity to develop our shared resources, healthcare systems, and government services to create cost savings and provide enhanced services. So I've been calling on the government of Nova Scotia to enter substantive discussions with our maritime neighbors to develop true collaborative government with an initial focus on our healthcare services. I've tabled several pieces of legislation on this topic, including most recently a cross-border emergency health services bill and a maritime clinical health strategy. My staff and I are currently working on planning a conference around Atlantic connections with the U.S. Eastern Seaboard, who are our natural trading partners and who we traded with very effectively pre-Confederation. One of the issues that's come to light recently is that Students that are living here in Nova Scotia but studying in New Brunswick to become a registered nurse are not eligible for the Student Loan Forgiveness Program, and this puts them at a disadvantage compared to other registered nurses in the province of Nova Scotia and impacts our ability to recruit and retain. So that is just one small example of how living in a border community, we are impacted often negatively because of the lack of maritime collaboration. So I will continue to work on this important issue. Sexual assault and non-disclosure agreements are very important. I see too many victims of sexual assault who are not receiving enough support. There's a lack of policies in our policing agencies and we're seeing cases being removed due to Jordan's rule. Of course, we also are seeing victims silenced because of non-disclosure agreements, and this needs to change. So I'll continue to work on this very important topic as well, along with helping to improve resources and supports for those that are being impacted by family violence. I will continue to advocate for work to be done on the Chignecto Isthmus to prevent flooding and to prevent a disaster. Our provincial government has been slow to respond to the call for improvements and for dike repairs. I've recently contacted the Member of Parliament, Dominic LeBlanc, who's the federal MP responsible for infrastructure, and asked him for a meeting with local partners. I will continue to work for you, the people of Cumberland North, giving you representation that is founded in truth and justice, and working with you to strengthen you as well as all people in our region. I believe we have incredible potential and I want to see us all achieve that. I will continue to work on your behalf. That's it for my MLA update today, Monday, May the 29th. And as I finish off, I want to extend birthday greetings to anyone who is celebrating a birthday this week, including today, Liz Roscoe, Ann Truman, and David Gogan are celebrating. On Tuesday, Sebastian Marguerite from the Malagash area is celebrating, as well as Paula Peterson. On Wednesday, Kim Ripley, Zayn and Mohammed, Adam Davies, and Joan Cameron are celebrating birthdays. On Thursday, June the 1st, Nail Upshaw and Kenneth Burris are celebrating. And on Friday, June the 2nd, Sandra Colville and Braden Lines are celebrating birthdays. Saturday, June the 3rd, Charlotte Fothrop as well as Helen Chapman are celebrating. And anyone else celebrating a birthday or anniversary, I want to extend my best wishes to you and yours. I'd like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Leonard Richard Goodwin, as well as Vincent Noble Pollard. Dear Vincent was a classmate of mine from PDHS Pugwash District High, and it's very sad to see that he's passed recently. 
thank you to CFTA 107.9 and all those that work and volunteer at this incredible radio station. I thank you for giving me this opportunity to provide you, the people of Cumberland North, with my weekly constituency MLA update. Take care of yourself and take care of others and have a great week.